Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM marketing network lead customers build their business and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now on to our show with your host, Peter Mingles. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com for anybody who might be listening in. Happy New Year. We're starting off 2024. I'm sure we're going to make a lot of mistakes and put 2023 in some of the dates that we might be doing. But we are here in 2024, and the very first live radio show that we are doing is with a good friend of ours. His name is Russ Johnson. Russ runs the UFO Super Patch radio show on Building Fortunes Radio. So if you went to buildingfortunesradio.com, forward slash UFO super patch or UFO, you'll be able to see that there. And I know that I think we might be patching a couple of uh, radio shows together. So if you hear a little bit of an echo as we make the adjustments, don't worry about that at all. We'll make the adjustments. So we are here. Like I said, today is January 2nd, 2024. I usually don't date the radio shows, but I feel somewhat obligated for it being our very first radio show of the 2024 year. So I am going to say, I, I, I know Russ has a topic. I'm going to yeah. unmute your microphone. Pentagon and we are ready for your information back yep. about a year ago. And then the Washington, not, not Washington Post, I'm sorry, the New, New York Times did an expose on this whole subject matter in December of 2017. So you may want to go back in history and get some of that material well, even the 60 Minutes program that was done about a year ago in, in 2022, 2023, about the Tic Tac deal. So all that information is coming to the fore. But let me just take a few minutes this morning and, and talk about some people who are very active and involved in this whole thing called UFO, alien abduction, alien connections, that talking about the Anunnaki, man was created by aliens, aliens living, having children with human beings, the the hybrids. So if you want to go to hybridchildrencommunity.com, you'll see a young lady who has put a lot of stuff up there, and you can catch it with the speed. But anyway, then you have Billy Carson, who has four, the number four, Pigeon Knowledge podcast that has hundreds of thousands of people that talks about all these issues. You have Stephen Greer. He's been out there on the stump for at least 35 years doing a lot of research. And let me do this. Stephen Greer talks about how we will be fooled and thinking that the aliens are attacking us. In, in his in his in his estimation, in terms of his research, and he calls it the false flag. Let me let me put a clip of of Stephen Doctor Stephen Greer talking about the false flag. So these people that you see on 60 Minutes, that you see on Fox News and CNN and all the media, this is the ramping up of the false disclosure that we warned about in 1999 when we wrote the paper when the disclosure serves secrecy. Why? Because they want people to now know that there are UFOs, but they want to put this big lie out there that they are a national security threat and concern, what Nick Pope and others keep saying. By the way, Nick Pope has admitted to two people on my team that he has been paid large sums of money to say these very scripted things in the mainstream media. 
so that he has been able to buy some really pricey real estate in Soho and London and elsewhere. One of my concerns about this is that while I normally do not engage in sort of gossip, is that now that these people are miseducating deliberately the American people and the world on this, it is a very big concern. They have stepped into another level of deception. Um, it's one thing if you're at a UFO conference in front of a thousand people. It's another thing if there are millions and millions of people hearing this live. Now, all these people from Chris Mellon, Louise Elizondo, to Leslie Kane, to Nick Pope and others know for a fact just what I just said, that there are two types of UFOs things. Man-made ones, that is the bigger secret, by the way. The ET issue is not as big a secret as the man-made ones for a reason I'll get into in a moment. And that this is not a national security threat. All the images that you have seen in the mainstream news of the Tic Tac, of these pyramids and triangles, those are ours. And they were filmed and known at some point they would release it to open the door to this subject but there's more coming. You saw on the History Channel where the Italian helicopter that crash landed after it had some malfunction, that whole event, we know from Paula Harris who was there and met with the man who's now the Admiral who when it is on that show, said that those were our human classified electromagnetic weapons uh, that they were attempting to target UFO ET craft that were in the area at the time. She knows this for a fact and documented it. So almost everything you're seeing that's going out through the mainstream media right now is uh, not only a lie, but a damn lie, which is exactly what Werner Von Braun warned about would eventually happen uh, when he told Carol Rosen that in uh, 1974. And of course, which I learned about in the early 90s and have been warning people about since. Unfortunately, we're gonna live through this period of this false launch of information. The only way we're gonna correct it is for all of you to share this YouTube video with everyone. I don't care if you rip it off the site and post it elsewhere, do it. Because unfortunately, we're at a point now where there is a massive information campaign that is false. And the reason they want people to think all of these are things that we don't know and can't figure out how they fly is so that eventually they can put out more scary information, perhaps next month with the Director of National Intelligence report, showing even more gruesome events that have happened that show, in fact, that these are a threat to the national security. Why? Of course, that with the fascist military-industrial and industrialist complex want people to be afraid of something. So this is the next big thing. It's much bigger than 9-11. It's much bigger than COVID. Um, we've been warning about it for some time. Unfortunately, we're trying to see if some people can get pulled off the precipice, including Luis Elizondo. That is why Daniel Sheen is working with him. Now, I've made it very clear that Daniel Sheehan has told me he would do this, that if he cannot get Luis Elizondo to speak the truth and come clean on this, that he would drop him as a client. He will drop him as a client. Yeah, now that's Dr. Greer. Now, Dr. Stephen Greer has been researching this topic, I mean, night and day, for at least 30 years, 30 plus years, maybe 32, 33 years. He was head of an ER center in Alexander, Virginia, some years ago. 
as, as a physician. And he stepped away to delve into this whole arena. Now, this is a big one. And the information that's coming forth is going to be just overwhelming. And what he said in his four-minute little dissertation a few minutes ago was that he believes in his research and all the whistleblowers who have come forward to share with him some knowledge that there's some serious things about to happen. Now, he thinks that everything is going to be peace and loving and and wonderful with some alien species. He believes that the majority of these people uh, are not opposed to interfacing with us to help us develop this planet, if you will. This planet is, 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 doesn't belong to us, by the way. Because if you go back in the history and look at Zachariah Sitchin's and a lot of his work, he's saying that we were created with the Anunnaki and about 20 other, the Palladians, the Reptilians, the Nordics, the Tall Whites, on and on and on. There's so many on the planet now that we were created and placed here. Now, that's another whole big subject. But anyway, I just want to kind of open the door for people who have not been delving into this subject, looking into it, doing the research, that a lot of research needs to be done in terms of even going back to 1947 when there was a Roswell crash. I guess many people remember the Roswell crash, or some do. But And that was covered up by a group called the Majestic 12, and Dr. Greer talks about that group who took charge of the Truman's directive and continued the process and collect all these down aircraft, down UFOs, if you will, and back engineered all this stuff. And he talks about it in this sense. So he was furious, obviously. And I said, look, you're not the, he says, well, who else is in this situation? I said, well, the president, the director of the CIA, J2, Admiral Wilson, yourself, a couple of the members of the Senate Intelligence Committee I have briefed, et cetera. Ironically, one of them was Senator Dick Bryan, whose territory was so-called Area 51, Nellis Air Force Base, and he had no knowledge of this. So now, when I say this, I want to clarify something. There have been DCI, Directors of Central Intelligence, who have been read in or briefed. There have been DIA generals who did know. And people say, well, why do some know and some don't? It's whether they've come up with the pedigree through these USAP, unacknowledged black, black, super black projects, and are trusted to keep the secret. So if they've come up through that system, they may know. If they haven't come up through that system, which is an alternative reality, frankly, they're not going to know because they haven't been cleared and read into it. And it's not known by the people controlling those projects that they would, in fact, maintain the strict level of secrecy. So it's a big deal. It's coming. But it's coming to the planet, and we need to do our homework. Now, uh, what I've done is go to some of the Gaia Cosmic Connections, Ancient Aliens, some of those shows. And I've listened to some of these people with David Will, Corey Good, if you will, uh, and many others, even Dr. Sala, if you will, Michael Sala. Now, he has a podcast called XO Politics. You might want to 
Google that and listen to him. He's done a ton of research, very prolific writer, written some great books, uh, The Hidden Secrets of Antarctica, where the Germans took over that whole thing. You thought the Germans, uh, for most of us, we thought the Germans lost the war in 1945. They did not lose the war. They lost some of it, but they took thousands, hundreds of thousands millions and billions of dollars down to Antarctica and started a whole civilization, a whole base. And we will get to that as we, as we moved on it. But the whole subject matter of aliens, alien abductions, who's in the control of the planet, whether there's the moon going to the moon and all that, as Kennedy wanted to happen in 1963 and 1962. But it's a big subject. It's just, and it's so much material, like there are billions and billions and billions and hundreds of billions and trillions of planets in the universe. There are also hundreds and trillions and billions and billions and billions of pieces of information and ideas and philosophies and concepts about this whole alien activity. But basically, we talked about six months ago or eight months ago or a year ago when the Pentagon first came up and they said, hey, we do have some some things in the sky we can't explain. There may be some other people that don't look like us who are coming on those ships, coming to the planet for various and sundry reasons. Most scientists agree that a finding like this would alter and transform the status quo in many ways. What would be its effect on our society, our science, our technology, or our religion? So for me, detecting another civilization is a way of coming to a better understanding of who we are as human beings. It would mean a chance to see whether the ways of knowing that we've developed here on Earth, our math, our science, our ways of expressing ourselves, our music, our art, are they somehow tapping into something that goes beyond Earth, or are they uniquely ours? The discovery would be on the same level as those of Copernicus and Darwin, and as of the transforming events in human history. However, it will be decades before people get used to the idea that we are not alone in the universe, and its real meaning becomes deeply ingrained, as occurred with the helicentric cosmology and biological evolution. Well, we have to start here because Dr. Greer has written, has, has, has produced and written a, book, a couple of books, one called Unacknowledged, the book. You might want to get that. You can get it audio from Amazon. You can get the book and read it. Now, for those people who want it quick, fast, in a hurry within an hour or so, you can go to YouTube and pull down his documentary, and the documentary is called Unacknowledged. And it's about, I guess, about an hour and a half or something around, yeah, somewhere around in there. It, it explains a lot of the stuff that we're beginning to just hear bits and pieces of. Now, that's a nice documentary for people who want to begin to educate themselves about this whole subject matter. The other documentary he just finished in Washington, D.C. at the National Press, Press Club uh, had a big meeting there on June 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th of 2013, that he had people from all over the world who were heads of CIAs and 
undercover people, whistleblowers from all over the world, people from France and you, from us, uh, I'm thinking in terms of Mexico and, and, and South America, come to this country to talk about the findings that, that, that were there. And then he released the, pic, the, the documentary, The Lost Century. That's about an hour and a half. And what he does in that documentary, he covers everything from, say, 1900 all the way down to today. He covers about 100 years. And the cover-up and, the, and, and, and what, what's been happening in terms of the UFO presence, if you will, on this planet, alien presence of this planet. And so that's another piece that he that, that you, you need to catch up with. Because basically they say this planet is called what the prison planet, it's called the outback of the universe, it's called the uh, that we're here, experimental planet, we and that human beings are like what they call them, like a petri dish, like little petri dish so and they describe it in this light in this form in that in that documentary the lost century yeah he's really open to disclosure and i think that is such a hot topic right now and so he really i think reached out to me because i understand that disclosure isn't really it's not only about ets it's kind of about our history as human beings and kind of like how we fit into this earth and why it's important to know that there's ETs because we know that they are affiliated with humanity in maybe unbenevolent ways and um, I feel like he was a big part of that. Mm -hmm. So what kind of role has ET played in your life? I guess basically waking me up to the reality of what world I'm in. Because <laughs> I knew Earth was just, it didn't feel like everything didn't feel right, but I didn't understand it. And I had a, some visitations where I felt like I was downloaded with information that un, I understood that this Earth is a very unique place in that we are asleep. And, and yeah, so they just help wake different things up about our government, about why we have religion and all these different paradigms that we have. I like what you said. You said that, um, use, the word, use the word important. Yeah. Why do you feel they're important or it's important to know about them? I mean, you've just given a whole list there, but... Of important to know about the ETs? Yeah. Well, basically because uh, history has been rewritten and have rewritten all of them out. And they're, they are who we are and so to rewrite them out of our history we don't really understand who we are as humans mm -hmm. and why we worship the way we worship or why we do the things we do a lot of the stuff we do is because of what they brought to earth mm. and a lot of the things that are unbenefiting us now as humans and not allowing us to expand are because of other ET races that have chosen to dominate that consciousness and hold us into what people call like a prison planet or prison consciousness. And so that's why it's important. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to just this morning to, to uh, go touch upon some of the research that I have done and I can, I'm continuing to do with all the books and listening to the people who were on, again, Gaia, and I mentioned earlier, on Cosmic Connections, David Wilcox, Emerald Smith, uh, Corey Good. And even Dr. 
Dr. Greer, if you will. Uh, But Billy Carson is another person who's out there on the stump doing a lot of research, and he has a website and a podcast with hundreds of thousands of people listening on a day-by-day basis called Four, the number four, bit in knowledge. So I would go to that. Then you have all these people who are, who are channelers coming to the fore. You have like Elizabeth April. And then you have Linda Mutant Howell. She's been out there since 1979. So that's almost 50, 60, 70 years. She's been out there for a long, long time talking about all of this. Then you got Laura Eisenhower, who happens to be the great, great granddaughter of President Eisenhower, who knew about all of this along with John F. Kennedy. And that's, and we can talk about just a little bit of that in the next few minutes before we close about he saying Kennedy wanted to say, listen, let's go to the moon and, 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 and go to that planet. And, and here's a little clip about what he had in mind. Now look into space to the moon and to the planets beyond our leadership in science and industry our hopes for peace and security, our obligations to ourselves as well as others, all require us to make this effort to solve these mysteries, to solve them for the good of all men. There is no strife, no prejudice, no national conflict in outer space as yet. Its hazards are hostile to us all. Its conquest deserves the best of all mankind. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win. He, too, as President Eisenhower attempted to do, to get the information about the Majestic 12 as a group of of people that Harry Truman gave the whole responsibility of researching this, getting all this back, engineering all these craft that are down. And some people say that instead of just the one in Roswell or a few other places they talk about, they say there are more than 112, no, 120 some of these craft that they have down and they got back engineered. And they now we have spaceships that go to the moon and other planets that the United States controls. And so we get into that. Linda Mutant Howell talks about that. But anyway, this can I'll end this on Kennedy. Kennedy, he wanted to get the information, but Alan Dulles in the book, his another book, get this book, one by Michael Seller, he did a book called, was it, JFK's Last Stand. You might get that book, you might listen to it, but you can go to Amazon and get that. He talked about JFK was wanted the information, but the Majestic 12, the secret group, the secret space force, if you will, said, no, you can't have that information. So the presidents generally were written out of all of this information. So in closing, I just want to play this little clip about JFK saying that 
I'm determined to get the information. And he was so determined that they put a contract on him and had him killed, according to Michael Seller. He said that he was, that's one of the reasons that he was killed. But this is what he said. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. And that's what a statement that he read just before, maybe a week or so before he was killed. But Lindy Mutant Howe, and I'll play this at last one, and uh, we can always close this segment of the program. I can continue with some other parts of the program. But Lindy Mutant Howe, as long as, as long with Michael Seller, Michael Seller in his book, Kennedy's Last Stand, I would get that book and read it thoroughly, and it talks about that. But here Lindy Mutant Howe, who has been researching this for the last 70 years, she closes with this statement that she thinks uh, was relevant in terms of his demise. He said, I have personally heard the wired audio in the Oval Office with JFK with MJ1. And he said, you need to know that when John F. Kennedy said, I want every document, every letter, every photograph, every then 16 millimeter film, he asked for everything that matches the document. I want all files. And I want it brought to this Oval Office and gave them a date. And this man talking to me said, and the answer to the president was, sir, you do not have a need to know. At which point, according to this man, John F. Kennedy, with his voice rising, said, I am President of the United States, and I am your Commander-in-Chief, and I am giving you an order. And if you do not meet the date and the time of my order, I will hold the press conference of not only this century, but all centuries, quote-unquote. If that's true, he was murdered because he was a threat 
to national security as it was analyzed by Alan Dulles, head of the CIA, who was the head of MJ-12, with the charter that no one was to tell the United States or the world that they were dealing with alien intelligences and back engineering alien technology. Yep. So that was a big secret. 27, let me do this. Uh, 30 seconds from Michael Sullivan. How plausible is the idea that Kennedy was assassinated because of his efforts to learn about UFOs and extraterrestrial life? Also, did Kennedy learn about extraterrestrial life during the World War II era as a result of his service with U.S. Naval Intelligence? Okay, Peter, I think that's it's a program for me with you today, and I'll just continue. But thank you very much for having me on for this second day of a new year, 2024. But I promise you this. This is going to be the biggest subject matter discussed on planet Earth for the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Because the aliens are here and big numbers they have been here they're not going anywhere and they are among us the hybrid kids who are being born on spaceships and those others who are coming from different parts of the galaxy Andromeda, the Pleiades and other places they're here and they're going to be here to help us develop Earth as it should be Thank you, Peter. I really appreciate it, the call, the, being on the program today. Thank you very much. Fascinating, fascinating okay. information. I can't, so I can't wait to hear more. Half an hour, I just want to continue the, the, the flow of all of this and talk about what do, you, what do we need to do as people. Here's George Green. If you want to go to the website, nohoax.net, and George Green... He has a lot to say, and if you will go to his website, he left us not too long ago, but he was in the Air Force in 1960, 70, and then he started researching all of this all across the world, traveling all throughout the world. And uh, he says this, that all the things that have been hidden will come to the light of day, and then equip his and don't, don't look for anybody out here to save you other than yourself. You know, even Christ said that. He said, what I do, you can do in greater, and what you sow, you shall reap. Okay. He is saying that we have a responsibility to check out all this stuff, this alien presence on planet Earth that's been hidden from us, and that we have a responsibility to listen to David Wilcox, to listen to Corey Good, to Laura Eisenhower, to Linda Mutant Howe, all the researchers who have been among us, and they know exactly what's going on, except it's not in the mass media. It's not on CBS, NBC, ABC, Sirius Radio yet. No, but it is on Gaia. So if you go to Gaia.com, you can go to Amazon, punch up Gaia, and you get all this information. So we need to have that information. We need to know the truth of matters. Here's David Wilcox. Is your moment of choice 
Do you still believe in a positive future? Do you still believe in love and in the value of helping others? Do you let misery and despair overwhelm you? Or do you look for ways you can heal the problem and make the world a better place? Do you believe that if you treat everyone with love, forgiveness, and acceptance, while still maintaining responsible boundaries and not allowing yourself to be manipulated, then these personal and global wounds will eventually heal? Do you feel that if you have love in your heart, then love will appear in your life? Are you strong enough to forgive and to forget, to truly release the pain inside and know in your core that life is wonderful? You are worthy and you don't need to be angry, sad, or depressed when crisis strikes, or when others disrespect you. Let's say that love and forgiveness would be your first choice in how you respond to life's ups and downs. In the spiritual literature we will discuss in the next chapter, this would be called the positive path, or the service to others path. On this path, we learn how to generate love from within ourselves, by our attitude. And this process has a healing, renewing, and revitalizing effect on all aspects of our lives. Your second choice would be to see each tragic event as just the latest in a long, unbroken string of terrible things that have happened in the real world. In these painful moments. Do you overlook all the positives in your life and conclude with cynical sarcasm that life sucks? You can never really trust anyone. Love is a myth that people use to get what they want. The only thing you know for sure is that you're going to die. And ultimately, we humans are a failure, a cancer on the earth. Do you see yourself as strong and wise because you have learned how the world really works while others are weak, ignorant, pathetic for believing in the foolish lies of love and forgiveness? Do you gain pleasure and laughter from seeing them suffer? Do you enjoy ridiculing anyone who believes in love and in a spiritual reality, do you divide the world into us and them categories where everyone in your group is good and everyone outside your group is bad, almost subhuman? Do you carefully study how to manipulate and control others, including telling lies when it seems safe and useful? so that you won't have to keep suffering from their blindness and cruelty? Do you believe that toughening them up to be more like you and your group is ultimately a good thing as their weakness is now being transformed 
into strength. This could be called service to self, the negative path, or the path of control, as we will see. Ultimately, this is another means of seeking energy and vitality in our daily lives. On this path, our primary focus is absorbing energy from others. Or do you take the third option, denial and avoidance of either of these paths? During your darkest moments, do you long for that childlike trust that all is well? And when now, you that's were... David Wilcock now. He goes on because he talks about the law of one. So he's been researching all of this for Jesus, at least 30 years, maybe more. He's really steeped into knowing all the information that I mentioned about Majestic 12, Area 51, Groom's Lake, I, President Eisenhower meeting with the aliens back in 1954, I think at Holloman Air Force Base. I stand to be corrected. It could be right at right Patterson Air Force Base, but in 54, to abduct people here on Earth, do your experiment, but we want you to give us the technology we need so that we can improve our society. So we got the internet, we got cell phones, we got, you know, other kind of things, you know, for weaponry and all that. But that process is continuing in, in, in spades, if you will. So you need to know that this is real. This is big. This is a real deal of 20,024, 20,025 and on about the disclosure Movement. Now, I have a website that you might want to go to, and my website happens to be projectdisclosure.com, and where I've done some interviews with people who are psychics and clairvoyant and people who are intuitive and all of that. See, the ch- people who begin to channel all of this stuff from the Galactic Command, if you will, as, as we speak, like Elizabeth April. Or, 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 or Carrie Kay and other people, they have that information, and they, they have, and tons and tons of names that I haven't even mentioned. They're getting this information that's coming down on us, so that we have the real information. Like, if if I were to go back a, a bit in terms of 1941, 42, 43, and listen to William Tompkins, who just passed, by the way, and he has a book. He has a, a three volume set of information or books, if you will, called Selected by Extraterrestrials. You need to get that because they came to him in 1942, the people from the Pallades, and gave him a lot of information of how to build spaceships. And so even though the Germans were building the spaceships themselves in 1939, 1940, 1941, 1942, 1943, and on, and as a matter of fact, they came here to the United States, Bon Braun, with about a thousand of German scientists, and that, that, that deal was called Operation Paperclip. Punch that up. Take a look at that, because the, 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 the CBS, NBC, NBC, Gilligan's Island, uh, 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 
and, and many of those people are not going to give you this kind of information, but the information has been here and it has been hidden. As a matter of fact, the beginning of what the Pentagon has opened the door for us for a, a, a year or so ago was real. And it's real significant in terms of we, under, us, the people here on Earth, understanding or having the understanding, if you will, that the aliens are here, that we were made by them, a group of them, if you will. And if you go to, again, Project Disclosure, I've done some interviews with Jillian Green and others. Or you can go to bbsradio.com forward slash lights in the night and see another podcast that I'm doing on BBS Radio, which has 185 stations and 37 countries talking about the Disclosure Project. The most ancient civilization known by the man, the Sumerian. Tell us in their ancient writings about the existence of beings out of this world, coming from the stars. The ancient Sumeria had its heydays between 3000 and 2000 B.C., according to the translations of the Sumerian tablets made by Zachariah Sitchin, writer, a great ancient languages polyglot. He tells us that in the ancient Sumeria, there existed and visited this world some beings called Anunnaki, which means the ones who come to the earth from the sky. In these translations that Zachariah Sitchin made, he explains that these gods came from the stars and genetically modified Homo erectus to create Homo sapiens. That means to create us. Now, to get this information full force, if you will, to have, have you understand it, there's Billy Carson out there, and he has a podcast called the number four, biddenknowledge.com. Hundreds of thousands of people listen to him each and every week. Great information. Then he, he's not a channeler, but he's a researcher. And he's, and he's, he's gone back with Zachariah Sitchin's and the emerald tablets of Tho and all of that stuff, about the, the Egyptian pyramids, the whole. And he's done all of that work for us, for us, for us. And he's presenting it to us so that we have, we know that aliens have been on this planet for hundreds of thousands of years. And that when you talk about the flood and the Garden of Eden and Adam and all, Eve and all of that, he explains all of that. But in the different terms, in terms of looking at the information in the Sumerian civilization. So that's, that's deep and abiding. That's the kind of homework these people are doing for us so that we begin to understand who we are and what our place is in the universe. This is big. This is it's, it's gigantic. It's going to be a disruptor in terms of thinking about, like, like I go back to the book selected by extraterrestrials by William Tompkins. He says, we have been lied to. We have been deceived. We have been fooled. And all the stuff that they have been telling us is act, it's really not, not true. It's BS, if you will. And there's some other kind of information that we need to gather, to get in our heads, to un in our understanding, so that we have a better sense of who we are and what our place is 
in the universe called disclosure. Well, has the U.S. government been hiding pieces from crashed UFOs? That's the question being asked because of a blockbuster story published in the New York Times. The Times acknowledge what our I-team has reported for the past few years, namely that a secret Pentagon study looking into UFOs is still underway after all. But the newspaper story drew a rebuke from one of the sources it quoted, former Nevada Senator Harry Reid. George Knapp has this exclusive story. You, you said about you don't think it's little green men, and we had a lot of speculation about where these vehicles are, are from. They're far more advanced than anything known to us. Is it possible that nobody really, there's no one who knows the ultimate answer? What's, what the I think is? now, and the reason I'm so terribly interested in this, is I don't think no one has the answers. Former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid has spoken with us about UFO issues more times than with any other media organization on and off the record. And in each of those exchanges, we've asked about the persistent stories of crashed saucers, recovered materials, dark secrets, the same rumors that started with the famous Roswell incident in 1947 and which resurfaced in 1989 with our news reports about alleged alien technology stashed in the Nevada desert near Area 51. On the same day that Bob Lazar's tale was unveiled to the world, Reed told us this in a live interview. Uh, well, you know, George, I'll have to look at this. I have heard about this exact story. I've heard about it uh, as kind of a preview of your program. I've visited a few once before. I'm anxious to get the facts. I think it's something we should look into. Over the years, Reed visited Area 51 several times, but whatever he saw out there, he's never commented. The latest report from the New York Times has generated a worldwide wave of media coverage and public interest. The Times confirmed what we've reported since 2017, that contrary to the Pentagon statements, a secret study of UFOs, or as they're now called, UAPs, is ongoing. I'm telling you, this is a big, I tell you, even, let, let's, let's do this. Uh, President Eisenhower, as I alluded to, met with uh, the aliens in uh, 1954, again at Holloman Air Force Base or Wright, Patterson Air Force Base, whatever that was. But, and she knows all about it. And, and she's been, how can I say that? She's been out there on the stump trying to educate people that yes, that's true, but he had some other serious objectives to help the planet develop, help the people develop, even though he was not allowed to come forward and have a press conference and tell us all about that. So here's Laura talking about that briefly. Laura really what this positive timeline really means and it's not just like some timeline we stumble upon and we get lucky it's who we really are in the past we've always been walking and so these agendas through fear have tried to steer us away from that because through fear we give our power away we buy into the money system and we look outside of ourselves and that's not liberation liberation is understanding what we're made of on the inside and activating those abilities through being highly conscious in every moment, you know, understanding that every moment is sacred. The words that we use, the way we treat each other, the food we put into our body, uh, the lifestyles that we lead, I mean, that all, you know, comes down to it. And uh, when we start to do things on our own terms, 
and we start to recognize that we do have free will and only they can manipulate us out of that, they can't actually take it, then what is there to fear anymore? Because it's not about fearing death. We know we've died before. It's, a, it's about being very discerning about whether or not we are being controlled and, and to really step back and ask ourselves those questions. What is controlling us? What is ruling our moods? How do we feel when we wake up in the morning? What are we passionate about? And what are our excuses for not following our heart and our dreams? And start to look at, okay, well, those are excuses. Those are controls. And we don't have to buy into that. And so it's understandable that people get lost in this stuff, but it's a game. And that game is the same game the negative ego plays with us. And the minute we start to say, you know what, you need to follow the guidance of higher self, then that's when the purification starts to happen. And when each of us do, does that, in terms of how we relate to how we create abundance and how we take care of our survival space, mm-hmm. we can let go of the governments and start to say, wait a second, I have much more trust in the universe and spirit and the God goddess that lives within and everywhere to provide exactly what our needs are. And that's part of the spontaneity of embracing the mystery and also being highly creative in how we set our intentions and how we um, visualize things that we want to manifest. Mm-hmm. And then push out all self-doubt, all fear, and everything, what mom has to say, what so-and-so has to say, you know, the projections of, oh, you're crazy, you'll never be able to do that, and just filter it out. It has right. nothing to do with you. And that's liberation, is to just live your truth and to say, who cares what anybody else thinks, but to at least devote oneself to integrity so that the energy flow is not creating karma and not creating um, more filth. Because mm-hmm. it's not about being selfish, it's about finding balance, understanding unity consciousness, mm-hmm. and understanding um, that this is part of natural law and universal laws, and that we are here as humans to learn how to return to that. And it's not a very easy place to learn, but we have completed a lot of, of these lessons. And so it's, it's, it's going to be easier more than any other time in our existence to move out of fear because we're in alignment with the galactic plane right now. Mm-hmm. People are really, really waking up, and it's far um, easier to be liberated, even if we witness particular scenarios that seem like it's taking us down into doom and gloom, Spirit, you can't trumpet. Um, there's nothing more powerful. So we just will never lose connection with it, but the illusion of separation can cause our creative energy to pull us into traps and to take us down roads that um, will delay us from the inevitable, which is our return home to source. Which- so she, she goes right into that. I mean, it, t- it goes to a whole other level of understanding and conceptualization in terms of who we are, how, why we were made, and what our duty and responsibilities are to ourselves and to the nature of the help developing Mother Earth. Because Mother Earth is alive and well. There are billions and billions of trillions and hundreds of trillions of planets and, and galaxies out there. This is just the beginning. I mean, we like the little bit of information here is like putting it all on the head of a a needle, if you will. There's so much information to be guarded. But I would suggest go to Gaia and listen to what those guys are talking about, uh, Emerald Smith, uh, David Wilcock, Corey Good, uh, and many others. Who uh, George Norrie? He's been out there for years and years and years. Punch him up and take a l- listen to George Norrie. He's been out there at least forty or fifty years. As a matter of fact, he, his predecessor Art Bell, just left us. And he had hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people live, listening to his paranormal broadcast in the middle of the night in the 1970s, the 1980s, 1990s. So this is just coming back to the forest, coming back to 
visit us all over again, that there's some other information that we need to, to know. Like they say, aliens are here. They have children with human beings called hybrids. And you can go to it again, www.hybridchildrencommunity.com and get some information there. Aliens can occupy the bodies of humans. They can shapeshift. And we're talking about the reptilians. Aliens can read your thoughts and view your activities. They can do remote viewing. Aliens can abduct you and erase your memory. They can live among us as they do in Antarctica and hollow earth and on and on and on. So Linda is, uh, is working to make sure the disclosure is coming. So in the next four or five minutes that I have left, Linda says it this way. That we're in a universe where we are the product of genetic manipulation by a variety of other advanced extraterrestrial intelligences going back at least two million years. And we have ended up in a civilization in the last several thousand years in which all humans were denied any of the truth about the fact that the universe is teeming with intelligent life and that it has been involved in our planetary system, our solar system, and beyond in the three trillion estimated galaxies. And that as incredibly incomprehensible as it seems that in the middle of the 21st century that we still have been kept in like a straitjacket of policies of denials and lies in order, one, to keep power brokers in place and in control. But there also have apparently been concerns, compassionate concerns, about humanity learning the whole truth or truths, of which tonight I have just touched a few scratches in the top of the iceberg. Yeah, that's true. Now, that's Linda Milton Howell. She's been out there since 1979. And she's still there. She was born in 1942. So she's 80-some years old now, 82 or whatever. And she's an award-winning journalist. And she, when they were doing a cattle mutilation in the 70s and the 80s, she's right on top of that. And she won some uh, coveted awards about that disclosure, who was really doing that and why. You might want to just Google Linda Mutant, M-O-U-L-T-O-N, how, H-O-W-E, and listen to some of the, she's been out there for a lot, lot of years. I talked about George Green. He has a website, nohoax.net. He has left us now. Here's some of the things he was talking about before he left. On the, on the, Did they? Yeah, on Good Morning America. <laughs> no, right. but it's just showing that there is conscious, and oh, we, we know that. I mean, it's... Animals. Chris Birds with the uh, when he did his stuff on the uh, talking to the plants, you know that ET group down in Brazil that were plants, look like humans but chlorophyll based. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got that salve. I still have that information for curing cancer. And so you know the game becomes very you know just exploring. I love the exploration of what the universe is all about. I'd be glad to you know take off and go to other plants and explore uh, planets and explore and do things. Oh, uh, that's not my job at this point is to ri- try to awaken and save the remnant 
Does it look good? No. But I'm going to keep trying and say I'm not failing because I'm doing my job. You definitely are doing your job, George Green. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, is it going fast enough? Maybe. maybe, What about? Let me ask you one thing about the time in Atlanta. Sorry, do you have? Have you been told anything about you know that we've been through this in the past as as an Earth and as a people? Sure. Like I say, my my wife, who's a clairvoyant, remembers the total time of Atlanta, Samaria. And when they went from Atlantis and the, the destruction of Atlantis all of and they she went can to tell Egypt. You all, yeah, she can tell you the whole thing and who was in charge and how it all happened, and we're going to go through the same thing. Okay. But there's something to look at. It's okay to look back. Don't stare. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting, yeah. No, seriously. Because right. you can get caught up in what is there. And the, remember what I told you in the beginning. The only thing that exists is right now. Mm. Right now. And that's George Green. Nohoax.net. And I used to interview him back in 1942, sorry about 1992 on the American Radio Networks. But uh, I kind of stepped aside from all of that. And now now I'm back again to wrap up. I think I was sent to this planet to at least have some kind of small voice in getting this information out uh, through George Green, through Linda Mutenhow, through Corey Good and David Wilcock, the, uh, Billy Carson, and all the other people out there. There's so many. Elizabeth April, uh, even Jillian Green. If you go to the website Project Disclosure, I got some clips with Jillian Green there. Even Sally uh, Barnhart, who's an intuitive. I uh, did a couple of shows with her. So, Project, or oh, you can go to Base. 211.com or projectdisclosure.com. Again, George Green going to take us out. And we'll wrap this thing up in a, in a minute or so here. George? Your physical reality that you have, based on this physical life that you have this dream, is made up of the experiences that is impregnated on your body and in your mind, consciously, right? Mm-hmm. Your soul memory is another thing. It goes back whatever time that you elected to be in this incarnation for whatever reason. Now, let's show you the division on these things. Since the body is very physical, and we, had, we just got you making a physical being in a few months for spare parts, they said, now we've got the perfect deal. How can we have that work better? Well, if you go to the hospital today and get an encephalogram, what's that? That's the memory of your conscious mind. It's on the CD. Let's download it on this being. Now we got a walking, talking duplicate that has the total memory that you have because we just took it off of your own mind. Okay. It's like Blade Runner, the android. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that it's like this uh, DVD re- re- you know, recorder. Sometimes you have glitches in it, so you have to have them tuned up occasionally or redone them. And so we take them to Camp David, or there's a wing at Bethesda Hospital, to just tell you. There's, if you go down there and check, you'll find the, the nurses. If they're willing to come forth, they'll tell you they work on those people, and they call them the others. I thought it was uh, interesting. So George Green, nohoax.net. Grab his information. Go to YouTube. Pull down George Green, UFO researcher. And listen to all the things that he said before he left the planet. But I, I thank you for listening today. And I certainly hope that I passed along some meaningful information, planet Earth, in 2020.
2024, 2025, and beyond. There's going to be a lot of surprises for us. A lot of surprises for us. Thank you very much for listening. So, again, another thing I say, go to bbsradio.com forward slash lights in the night. And I have recordings on that system, too. Have a good one. I hope that didn't confuse you. But at least kind of awaken some of the some of your sensibilities, if you will, about what's coming to planet Earth. Have a good one and I'll talk to you then. You've been listening to Building Fortunes Radio on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website for our featured segments. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. At Building Fortunes Radio, we wish you the success you deserve and are willing to work for. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world.